<gasps> nice. A what? A, a bag, Sean. A bag. A bag. I got my dad. Like Louis Vuitton. My dad some bits for the router. Oh, I can say it at full out, full volume. He got his dad some bits for the router. Some. What does that mean? That'll make your router much faster. I think your Wi-Fi should be a lot better, right? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> some it's bits like, for the router. I have no idea. What that it's means. like a tool, Sean. It's kind of like a tool. Oh. It's a yeah. It's a power tool. That's that's fun. Out of nowhere, a former grange keeper now about to become the Masters champion. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. You had me at hello. Hawk, hawk, Asian. Well, they got their own because you're obviously white. I'm an inventor. This could be a game changer for me. Are you not entertained? Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight... From across the world wide web. He's got he's he's rocking just the full fledged tech bro look here tonight for I'm just gonna paint paint a <laughs> verbal picture for everybody. He's got the vest, he's got the, the quarter zip, he's got the polo, he's got the Patagucci hat on, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The uh, most consistent recurring guest host on this show, Sean Mackey. Welcome back, Sean. I'm here. How's it going? Dude, it's good to be back. I'm in the Christmas mood. Mm. So hyped. Aren't we all? So hyped. I was debating doing a Christmas a Christmas version of the Loose Concept theme song. Ooh. I could add, add some, some sleigh bell or something. Dude, we could we might That's get some, some Spotify streams on that. Now we're talking. Now we'd really start start raking in that money. I like how you're thinking there, Chief. You know, I'm I'm head of business development. Also joining us. I don't know what to say. I've got no words. He just leaves me speechless. I saw him a few days ago, actually. We, he broke the uh, COVID protocols. Don't tell anybody. It, Governor Cuomo is going to hear this episode and come to his house and arrest him. Governor, what is he? No, he's the mayor. What is, is he the governor? Governor. Governor. Anyway, reverse shouts to Governor Cuomo. <laughs> With us on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Rudy Rudolph. Rudy, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, brother. Uh, yeah, it was good seeing you the other day. I uh, so Sean, I went to see Elijah and Levi and Micah on in route to my property visits. Oh, nice. And Elijah's not gonna he 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 forgot to mention that I successfully took down the three titans of Catan <laughs> in a rousing game in which I took the longest road and maintained victory. Okay, we're gonna, the get, three gonna, gonna, of get, gonna get real nerdy here, but the. Uh, <laughs> He only won because he happened to be on a three and an eleven, which are like the most, two of the the most happened, unusual happened to numbers to roll, and they just kept coming up again and again. No, it was the six. It was the six, which I got wheats on. I was, I'm not. I was crushing. I'm not going to say it was a pair of loaded dice, but I'm also not going to not say it was not. These a guys, pair they of ganged dice. up on me. It was I was too big to fail, and <laughs> you know. Who are the three titans of Catan? The Smiths. I need to know this. Levi, Elijah. Micah. I just want to know what and I, Mount, at, Mount Rushmore we're building. At the, at the beginning of the game, Levi embarrassingly gave me the, the card <laughs> to, to tell you how much each thing costs and like belittlingly gave me the card and said, here, you're, you're going to need this because they know <laughs> oh. how much everything costs and I don't. So. It's, oh, all, wow. it's all Levi's fault. He started us off on the wrong foot. 
sweet victory anyway this is uh just preceding an announcement that this uh podcast is turning into instead of a movie podcast we're just doing uh settlers of Catan recaps (laughs) (laughs) recap games of settlers we play so Uh, the people have been demanding it so we're just giving the people what they want you know let's get into uh get this get this uh this podcast going here get it rolling we're going to start out with some not very Christmas-centric news, but uh, we're going to revisit our favorite topic, movie theaters, <laughs> the movie theaters versus streaming discussion. <laughs> state, state of the theater. We can't, we can't escape it for some reason, and we have to talk about it every freaking week. But uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I think this happened uh, in between our recording of episodes that uh, uh, Warner Brothers announced that they were going to be uh, releasing every movie that they have coming out in 2021 is going to simultaneously release on streaming. So they're not all releasing on streaming at once, which is how a couple of headlines were were uh, were uh, <laughs> written, which was a little deceiving. I thought like Christmas Day they're just going to drop every single movie they have planned for 2021 onto HBO That'd be Max. Insane. No, but uh, they're going to uh, when it, right when the movie comes out, it's also going to be available on streaming with everything they do in 2021. So the news is this did not sit well with our guy, friend of the program. Christopher Nolan, noted theater guy, Christopher Nolan. Um, he wrote an open letter to Warner Bros. Said a lot of things, a lot of things, but the, the big pullout quote was, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Oh. <laughs> Harsh words. Shots fired. What a shot across the bows. Harsh words for uh, HBO Max. You got to think uh, Christopher Nolan was one of those people that signed up for the free trial of uh, HBO Max and then he forgot to uh, cancel the subscription. So now he, he just had the money out of his account. Yeah, now he just pays. For, he's paying for a year's worth of HBO Max and he's just angry about it. <laughs> Doesn't know how to cancel it. Yeah, it's just this is just evidence of his vendetta with uh, HBO Max. That's such a baller move, though, to like call out such a behemoth of a streaming service. Like, even yeah. if they just like that's like f you money, right? Like he knows yeah. I don't care. Like I don't, I don't need your money. Yeah. I could just trash you right now. And that's like world's awesome. most one of the world's most successful block blockbuster directors' money, right there. No, I agree yeah. with him though. I agree with what he says though. I mean, I don't understand why you would. I mean, Dune next year, once we have a vaccine, I mean, that's going to be epic. And if I have the ability to watch it on my TV at home, I might just do that. But um, I just, I can't, I don't have anything to look forward to in 2021, movie-wise, if I can just watch it all on my TV. But there's still new movies. Yeah, but the Will other so streaming different. services adapt this? I don't know. I think I... Uh... Initially, when I heard this, I was like, oh, man, movie theaters are going to die. But then I was thinking back on my memories of movie theaters and just thinking to myself how much I hate movie theaters and how this is really just a better way to watch every movie is just in the comfort of my own home without people like sitting next to me chomping on popcorn or like I don't showing up late in the middle of the movie or like walking out. Basically, I just can't stand other people. And this is the perfect opportunity to just another way I can eliminate people from my life. There you go. I feel like I need a better TV. You have that dope, you got that rich boy money, <laughs> that podcast host money, that like 75 inch 
UHD OLED podcast editor money. That influencer money. I gotta get a better TV. Yeah, but I. But what about the cost, though, guys? Like, think about like, would are you willing to pay fifteen bucks to watch a movie at home? It depends on the movie, but I think like Dune. If you're telling me right now I could pay fifteen bucks and watch Dune on my TV right here, yeah, I'm doing that yesterday. Sign me up. Well, is that what they're doing? They're yeah. doing like what Disney did with Mulan, where it's available on HBO Max, but you have to pay like a pay per view. I believe so. Rental fee. Yeah, yeah. Because that's. I mean, I think that's the only way they're gonna make money for these. It's like the trolls model that they came out with early in the pandemic, yeah. where they just have it available. You know, a better prepared podcast host would have that information uh, available for you, but I. Uh, this is our this is a loose podcast and I didn't read the whole article about it, so I, I have no idea. Listeners, if you want to send us some notes about this. I mean, I don't know. If they're doing that model where it's like the Mulan trolls model where you have to pay let's say fifteen or twenty dollars um to have access to it for like twenty four hours. I would probably if it if it if you're only allowed to watch it once, I think that's that would I would not do that. If you have access to it for 24 hours with a thing like Dune, that would be pretty incredible because you could go watch it, you know, multiple times. Um, oh, so you're saying it's just like the one the one time stream? I don't know. I still like go. I like the event of the movie. I have no idea. I have no again. I have no idea how it works, but I would assume that's that's more it. You know, hmm. I like the event of the movie experience personally. Yeah, me too. And I like people, for the record. <laughs> Same. Maybe we could recreate the movie experience at home with projectors and popcorn machines and drunk teenagers in the back throwing stuff at the screen. I don't know. That's not. That's not what local I want, though. Teenagers. You know, I I was having this discussion with my my friend Zach the other day. He's a big movie. He is probably the movie theater guy. Like that guy lives for the movie theater experience. He loves everything about it. And I was just saying, you know, so much of the things I hate about the movie theater can be eliminated just, you know, by watching by this this thing, you know. I get I feel like a majority of seeing a movie in the movie theater is a seat selection. And this way I can guarantee perfect seed selection every single time. I can eat whatever I want. I can pause the movie and get up and use the bathroom and come sit back down. I don't have someone sitting next to me with bad breath. Or, I mean, I can tell them they have bad breath because well, they're related to me. You're a big live music guy. Would you not equate seeing your favorite band in, in concert as better than listening to the Ooh. album in the comfort of your own home? That, even if you have to deal with drunk people and that's different because wacky the, the content is the same the content i'm getting on my tv is the same content i'm watching the content i'm watching on the screen here is no, the it's same not. yeah it's the same exact content the screen i'm watching is giant it doesn't matter it's not like the, it's not like there's extra scenes you know extra guitar solos it's not like there's extra you know <laughs> it's not like they're performing it live in front of me it's this is the same exact content i'm getting in movie theater i could just watch in my own house there's no difference between the content. no because normally with movies that are in the movie theater you can't watch at your house at the same time but it's not that's true but it's not like there's like extra scenes or something that's what i'm saying like to equate it to live yeah. music is is isn't really accurate it's 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 very it's very relatable to live music no <laughs> Yeah, I agree. What? Yeah, two to, two, to, two to one. Totally agree, Sean. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. No, it's totally different. That's so that's saying like putting a CD on in the car is the same as as listening to a band live. That's was that would be the argument that you're saying I would be making. I'm right. Well, it's no, you guys it, are wrong. It's <laughs> more the, like 
listening to a live album. So it's not like listening to, you know, the album versus the band performing it live. It's like listening to the, the recording of the band performing it live and listening to it live. I think that's the apples to apples comparison. Uh, I feel like Sean's right. It's 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 being with people that all want to go. They're paying money to go see this art. Yeah. The shared experience. I, I, I would agree that the I would rather go see my favorite artist than like maybe, you know, in in a venue that I enjoy than than maybe a movie theater. But it's the it's the act of everybody at the movie theater paid money to see this art. Everybody in the concert venue paid money to see that art. Nah. And you're with a bunch of fans that are all... When you're at home, you're maybe with one other person that's like, oh, I've never heard anything about that movie. I'll watch it. And, and it's not the same experience. That's that's valid, I suppose. But I again, like... If I could Your see, friends if like, I had, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm watching Dune today. What's that about? Like, <laughs> That's true. I'm not even inviting that person over. But if I had the choice between like <laughs> being the only person watching a band play live and being in a crowd watching a band play live, I probably would choose to be the only person watching the band play live. And that's really like what the option that's is. That's apples and oranges, though. That's what the option is. Not really. I'm, I'm, There's almost zero chance where you can watch a band play live by yourself. But that's what I'm saying. This is giving you that chance. That's how bad the band is. <laughs> I think we should agree to disagree. No. Agreeing to disagree is for cowards. We need to come to a solution right now over who's right and who's wrong. And Let's take a vote. Frankly, I'm right. <laughs> Me too. We'll let the we'll let the we'll let the listen, I'm right too. Let the listeners weigh in. If you wanna if you have any thoughts on this matter, shoot us an email at looseconceptpod. Are you team Sean or team Elijah.com? Yeah. Why is it team Sean? Why can't it be like team Rudy and Sean, or Team Rudy Ron. and Sean, <laughs> Team Ron, Team Ron, R E A N, more like Team Wrong. Am I right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> got him, Rudy. You set us up for that. That's <laughs> like on a T, man. Sorry. Well, well, we'll have to revisit this at some point. But I, I again, like one with Shooty. If I can, if I can watch it from the comfort of my own home, I don't have Ralph from you know the next town over sitting next to me <laughs> munching on a bag of Funyuns. <laughs> like that to me, just it sounds like a better experience. So, but let's move on. Let's keep this train rolling. We gotta keep this train rolling. Bigger news dropping just this this week. They finally confirmed the suspicions that have been had about the upcoming Spider-Man 3, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. Oh, yeah. They're bring, bringing everybody back, bringing everybody in. They've got uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Jamie Foxx. All these people we've been talking about are all showing up. Um, they just announced that Kirsten Dunst Zendaya. is coming back. Alfred Molina is returning as Dr. Octopus. They're, they really just went all out. They got all these people. Um, so let's just check the hype so, hype meter here. What On a scale of 1 to 10, how hyped are you for Spider-Man 3? So this is Tom Holland's <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are, I, I'm hyped the, for it. Of the three of us, is anyone like really a Marvel guy? I feel like this is, this is an area where we're lacking and that nobody here is really like... A hardcore Marvel. I'm head. a Marvel guy. I mean, I don't read the the comics, but I mean, are we choosing Marvel over DC? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, like in general, like I the Marvel's fine, but I'm never, I'm not like, I don't think I've seen all the Marvel movies. I haven't even seen the last Spider Man. 
You know, I don't, I don't know that I. Have yeah, yet. you'd probably be the least Marvel. I think guy like here. Sam and Levi are probably pretty big Marvel guys. Yeah, and we're kind of like I like Marvel, lower tier Marvel guys. Yeah, we're like mid. Rudy and I are mid tier. Yeah, mid tier Marvel. Fans. I think that this is going to be interesting because I think it'll be interesting to see how they can make a Spider Man with Tobey Maguire that doesn't suck. Okay, okay, <laughs> easy time. <Tiger>. Oh. <laughs> no, for real though, I think it'll be cool to see all those the way they pieces puzzle together because i think they're taking some really interesting pieces <laughs> and trying to paint a beautiful picture and uh let's see if tom holland has the presence the stage presence to kind of hold it be all the spider-man that he needs to be yeah hold it together i think going back to what i think micah said it on the uh, oceans 11 podcast that we recorded but i think most the most likely scenario that we see here is that these are uh just like little cameos of some kind but um yeah I'm, I mean, I'm always down to see Tobey Maguire in anything, so... Sign me up! This is probably the most hyped I've been for a Marvel movie in a long time. Most hyped I've been for really? a Marvel movie since Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3 came out. Wow. Vom. Vom. That's saying some stuff. Vom. I, I don't like, know I, what that is, but it's saying something. One thing about you, like, I appreciate the fact that you hold... You stick to your guns on that take, because, like, literally everyone around you <laughs> tells you how wrong you are. No. But you stick to your guns, dude, and I, I Someone's got that. So you got to rewatch them sometime. You'll come around. You'll be like, you know what? There's a little there's a little mad genius here. I think that uh, the main thing I like about this is that they're doing something a little crazy and a little outrageous. And, uh, like, I think a lot of people are saying this probably isn't, you know, kind of like what you were saying, Rudy, this probably isn't going to work out well. But I respect them for trying, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I especially respect that it's, like, coming last minute. Like, with the Avengers and then the following, like, Infinity War and Endgame, they had, like, years and years and movies and movies full of buildup to that moment where they finally got everyone together. It seems like this, they're pretty much just, like, winging it on the fly. It's like they realize, oh, we can get all these people in the movie. Let's just do it. And they're just... They're all available. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder why. They all just send the meeting request out. Hey, are you guys, like, okay to film, like, spring 2021? And everyone else is like, uh, yeah. But they kind of didn't want everybody to respond with this. Uh, You know what? I'm I'm busy. I'm busy that Tuesday. But uh, if you got something open on uh, the following Thursday around 4.30, I think I could make it. Squeeze it in at the end of the day. Exactly. That's honestly what I think it's going to be. You're going to get a little, little pieces of everybody. But hey, this is what I, this is when the Marvel movies are the best. I think is when they're they're trying outrageous things and just winging it and going. I mean, look at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the best Marvel movies yep. to date. No one thought that was going to work except for me, and look, it worked out great. So guess you're just a genius. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wasn't no, gonna I wasn't gonna again. say it, but. Uh, if you're saying it, yeah, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway. Well, that about wraps it up for movie news. Oh, do you guys see that 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 they're coming out with a Netflix show starring Nicolas Cage, and he's going to be, it's all about the origin of swear words? What? That sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> Sean, why you got to be a hater? How much money did they spend on this? They could, like, help people. <laughs> Instead of Nicolas Cage and his overspending three mortgages on his house i mean couldn't that be lifestyle couldn't that be said of literally like every and any such a live take sean (laughs) (laughs) literally we don't need any of these movies they could all be better spent helping people no but this project is literally sounds worthless well maybe for people who who 
Nick Cage doesn't bring them any joy in their life, but for people like me, who he brings mu- abundant amount of amounts of joy to, I think this is get this has legs. Then again, I think anything with Nick Cage in it has legs. I was just watching this movie today, low key uh, quarantine streaming rec- recommendation, Primal. It's on uh, on Amazon Prime for free. It's got a Nick Cage. He stars as as a big game hunter who's trapped on a boat with a. A psychopath and a, a, a snow leopard. Sounds about right. Let's it, go. It, it, it's electric. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. It's electric. <laughs> Nick Cage is doing his usual uh, ham hamminess routine, just hamming, hamming it, it up, up. Chewing, <laughs> chewing up that scenery. So, <laughs> I, go to, I go to I go I go to Nick Cage's IMDb page, and then the top. Uh, Filmography is Untitled Joe Exotic Project. Mm, it's happening. It's Ooh, happening. Let's go. Tiger King, Nick Cage. I'm not a big Tiger King guy, but I'm a big Nick Cage guy. So, Tiger King, Nick Cage. I think he's starring in a movie that's about himself, like about be about what it's like to be Nick Cage or someone trying to meet Nick Cage or something. <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> How many projects does he have in the hopper, Rudy? It's got to be like four or five, right? He's, he's got a lot. You can you can tell how his uh, financial statement's doing by how many projects he has going. <laughs> he's got a movie called Pig in post-production. He's got a movie called Wally's Wonderland in post. I saw... Yeah. Prisoners <laughs> of the Ghostland. Dude, he's crushing it right now. He's I crushing saw, uh, it. I saw a quote today from, from uh, Christopher Lee, who is the uh, uh, Saruman, Saruman in Lord of the Rings. Saruman. And he said, uh, the quote was that, uh, you know, all actors have to be in bad movies, but not all actors have to be bad in all bad movies. So that's Nick Cage. That's like Nick Cage's career summed up in, uh, in, ev- in, a, a, in a line right there. You guys hear that? He's off in the distance. What? Oh, he's coming what? closer. He's got, he's got oh. jingle bells on the horse. Hearing? Ladies and gentlemen, oh. <laughs> the loose concept Pony Express back in town. Yes, he's getting. He's handing me the email. This is it's just it's just an email. This is just a scroll. This is maybe the longest longest letter we've received to date. I don't know. Did it come? What? Did it come from Canada? No, it didn't. It came from, from the United States. This is the longest letter by a uh, person from the United States we've gotten. Uh, but we're gonna read it here on air. This is from Leah Leah Jarrett, friend of the program. She writes. Esteemed gentlemen of the pod, our apologies. We allowed the demands of parenting to interfere with our devotion to keeping it loose, but we are back on track. Some thoughts. Yes. Does Elijah ever actually edit out what he says he will? No. <laughs> How will you know? Impossible to tell. You know, I don't actually do any of the editing. It's all done by our, our unpaid interns that we keep in a cage in my basement. Um, they they handle all the uh, the editing, so not true. You know, if they they leave things out, that's on them. Um, <laughs> we will start uh, rationing their gruel. They'll be served even less gruel than usual <laughs> for not editing the things out that we ask them to edit out. She continues. Nick has been trying to get me to watch Fight Club with him for years now, and it, now it will officially never happen. Thanks, guys. Because of our. Because of our episode? I guess so. She, she thought we, uh, we railed on it too hard. I'd also like to note, having never seen the movie Fight Club, I still call, I still call for Johnny Depp to replace Edward Norton. Ooh. Not in, not in 2020. Sorry. Johnny Depp is out and canceled in 2020. I love that replacement, though. Love it. 
Did I? I called yeah, that, I didn't I? Didn't that. I recast that? Did you? Shaboy? I don't know. Check the notes. Check the notes. I'm checking the notes. I'm checking Pull the, the notes. tape. Keep going. Keep reading on. I feel like it might have been Jordan. It might have been Jordan. Could have been Jordan. She says, Elijah's correct that Brad Pitt is at his best in the Oceans movie. Now, here's a hot take. Nick says those movies aren't as big as I think they are. Surely that's not true. Everyone loves Oceans a lot. Ooh, no. Anyway. They're, they're the best. Apparently, the audience raving about Fight Club is Nick. Who apparently was a part of a fight club in high school. He will send his Love argument it. along shortly. So we can look forward to that. Love really? It. We are enjoying our loose concept tease, but Penny feels left out and wants to know when the onesie will be available. Yeah, Let me know. We'll, we'll get one for her. <laughs> Custom made. I'll make it happen. Rudy's <laughs> making that happen. She says, Custom shot. Let me know when you want me to come back on. Signed, Leah. So shouts to Leah. Thanks for writing in. Um, we're working, we'll work with your, uh, agent to get you back on at some point in the, the near future. Thank you, Leah. Yeah. Don't watch fight club. <laughs> Would not recommend movies. Big trash. Thanks for the fan mail. Merry Christmas. Is it fan mail? Let's get into our feature film presentation of the week. This week on the podcast, get into the Christmas spirit. You hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling too. It's a too. <laughs> It's, uh, we're gonna break it down. We're gonna do. Uh, we got time for two, two Christmas movies this Christmas season. So this is the first of a two-part series, hitting on the classics. Two very different types of classics, but classics nonetheless. Rudy, I'll let you do the honors. This week we'll be discussing top twenty movie Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Let's get down to Christmas vacation. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Deck the halls as you desire. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. White cat nibbling on a wire. Ah! Pine tree sap inside your nails. Sorry. And great gifts are on sale. Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Harder than they are. Chevy Chase. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, December 1st at a theater near you. This is your. This is a top twenty for you, Rudy. Yeah, Sean, it is. Yeah, he said that. He said that last week. Top twenty. Sure is. He also said it in our top this twenty episode. Perplexes me every time you say it. Go check it out, episode twenty of the podcast, if you want to hear the rest of Rudy's top twenty. A little inner. In, in podcast plug. Love it. Yeah, Christmas Vacation, a little synopsis here. The Griswold family's plans for a big family Christmas predictably turn into a big disaster. Starring Chevy, 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 Chevy. How do you say his name? Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase? Starring Ch- Ch- Chevy, Chevy Truck Month? Chevy Chase. <laughs> Chevy Truck Month. <laughs> They should have his name in here and like you know how they like put people's nicknames in quotes? It could be like Chevy and then quotes truck month and then Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Insert uh quote about truck month. Uh Juliet Lewis, Randy Quaid, those are really the the most notable names. Lots of other people. You know what's funny? Chevy Chase is a town in Maryland. Did you guys know that? I'm sure Rudy know knows that. Who is who is Chevy Chase? Like that, that that's named after that. That's I have no idea. Be like someone being named Croton on Hudson. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Just to pick a or totally, Washington D.C. totally random place. 
Oh yeah, you know my friend Washington D.C. So his name he was born Cornelius Crane Chase, and he changed it to to Chevy. So, little fun fact. Little fun anyway, fact. Christmas vacation. Let's start off with the best, Rudy. It's your top twenty. We'll let you kick it off. What's the best part about Christmas vacation? Thank you, sir. Um, the best part about Christmas vacation is all the quotes that are therein, um, and the fact that me and my dad and my uncles. Uh, Talk to them, talk them back and forth, and recite them to each other on a uh, almost constant basis every time we're with each other. I have a list of about <laughs> fifteen here. I'll just read you a couple of my favorites. Um, I need to eat so I can take my back pill. Anytime we're hungry, we'll say that. Um, anytime my dad fixes anything in the house, he'll say fix the new post. So whether it's clog- unclogging a drain or you know putting in a new light bulb, fix the new post right off the bat. What is the um, word? Fix the what post? The Newell post, when he when he takes the chainsaw to the, the railing post? there, yeah, yeah. What is what is that word? I don't know. It's uh, I think it's like the big thing that's on the, a decorative <laughs> okay. um, thing on the top of a railing that he chainsaws off. Also, uh, falls in a well, eyes go crossed, gets kicked by a mule, eyes go straight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Classic. So it's just uh, it's just a butte, Clark. It's just it is a butte. Very quotable. All of them, you know, just uh, really drooled into my subconscious. Okay, Sean, best part? Do you have Do you have lots of family memories associated with this movie? As well? No, I, I think I've only seen it one other time. Yeah. We don't normally watch this uh, at Christmas time. Same, but I would I would say the the best part is maybe the display. A lot of with these National Lampoon movies, it's sort of like life isn't perfect because seems like uh, Clark Griswold always makes the wrong decision or bad <laughs> stuff just happens to him all the time. So I just like the overall at the end, I was like, oh, you know what? You know, life isn't perfect. Make the best of the worst. Um, just that kind of theme um, doesn't always work out for them, it seems. But yeah. Just in the quotes. Just a, it was very quotable. Just a positive vibrations. Yeah, just get kicked by a mule you get back up <laughs> i'm uh, i'm going with the best part of this movie is uh the co-worker bill he's just just a good hype man great friend he's just he's just giving <laughs> positive vibes yeah any scene he was in i loved it he's underrated so shouts to bill but it seems like everything he's saying is like underhanded and like <laughs> actually sarcastic doesn't it no Do you think he's being genuine yeah i'm sure no, i think i think he's Clark. He's, he's just your work buddy. Positive, just positive, reaffirming work buddy. <laughs> it's a non-nutritive cereal varnish. <laughs> cereal varnish. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I like that, Elijah. On that on that note, we'll, we'll uh, flip it around to worst here. The worst part for me is I'm not a big slapstick comedy person. Mm, mm. And there's a lot of slapstick humor in this. That's what this is. Falling <laughs> off the ladder. <laughs> kicking things things catching on fire blowing up the whole like julia <laughs> louis dreyfus and her uh boyfriend or whatever those yeah. scenes just suck there's a lot of like cringe like think of how much money that was like i don't know just yeah i was thinking that too <laughs> just negative 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 vibes from the slap i don't i don't get i don't understand slapstick humor it's just not for me so yeah, it's pretty low brow. 
<laughs> just very three, very three stooges. I, I mean, I thought there were a lot what of if, good, good like jokes that outside of that, just like good writing, but the slapstick humor is just like not, not, not my scene. I respect yeah. it. I respect it. That understandable. That do understandable. Like it. <laughs> I would say the worst part for me is, um, you know, don't particularly love the slapstick. Just everything blowing up and messes everywhere it gives me a little anxiety but um, <laughs> i would say some some of the 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 i think poorer parts of the movie where some plot lines just aren't really closed up sort of you know the whole neighbor scene um they never really i mean they confront them at the end but it's just sort of like this is kind of unneeded um yeah but i, I would say the thing that I, I just got from it this time watching it was sort of how Clark is trying so much to be like the true American family that's so like yeah excess yes. and uh, commercialized Christmas and um, you know the need the whole plot is really around this bonus that never comes and it doesn't really end with oh I didn't need, I'll just cancel the the check for the pool <laughs> it's like no then he gets the money. Um, for the pool and I don't know, it's just to sort of like he pisses it right away. Yeah. Pisses it off right away. Pisses well, it, I had the counter too that Elijah probably had running in his head. I'm like, he's not gonna be able to buy a pool because he's got like twenty thousand dollars worth of expenses just from this Christmas. Um, <laughs> from the damage he's done to the neighbor's to house. His house and his neighbor's house. Yeah, I'm like that window is expensive. Um, but if that was the moral of the story, I didn't really what, like it. What about? What about the thirty thousand dollars of damage he did to his roof by poking a million holes in yes. it with a staple gun, <laughs> and the electric bill, and you know, I don't know. Uh, My mind just works that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you can't really think too much about it. <laughs> like, there's a lot of scenes. Like, if you if we were to take this movie seriously, it's like, how do you get that tree out of the forest when he went to cut it down and didn't have a saw? Because did they dig it out by hand? Like, with, yeah, with their bare hands. Yeah. So. A lot of it's just you got to overlook that. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Rudy, what do you got? Um, Worst part of this top twenty movie? <laughs> yeah, it's tough for a top twenty movie. You know, obviously a big part of the reason it's top twenty is because of the nostalgia factor. Um, I really don't know. I I think the you're right along the lines with the goofball thing, like those goofy scenes every every time. You know, they're falling over each other. Or, or Anytime someone passes out in a movie, unless it's like an actual medical emergency, if it's just like a, oh, I'm slightly scared, so I'm going to pass out and it'll be funny. It's like really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like three or four people pass out. And I'm just like, uh. so it's, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not a terribly huge fan of the slapstick either. So I, I totally get that. And that's, that's, that's not great. <laughs> Let's talk cut a scene, add a scene. We're all going to cut a scene out of the movie and add a scene into the movie. Rudy, starting with back to you again. What are you cutting and adding? How could you make this top 20 movie into a top five movie? Ooh, love it. Um, love the challenge. So as we were talking about the worst thing, that the, the end of the movie, the very end, like after they kind of clear up the misunderstanding about him kidnapping his boss or cousin Eddie kidnapping his boss they have that stupid scene where like they go outside and um they there's an explosion and they sing the national anthem <laughs> it's really stupid yeah it's like peak stupidity so I think that if they ended the movie with them like dancing in the 
living room with the cops or whatever and like cut all that out you could shave five minutes off okay sure um in its place i think sean really hit it on the head like this is a movie this is really just a movie about being a dad you know the american dad there you go and you know he's you got him being what what dad hasn't had road rage with his family in the car you know (laughs) what dad hasn't tried to build something or, or do something good for his family only for them to not appreciate him fully you know so there's so many good scenes like that and i think it'd be perfect to have one scene like he, he goes so all out with the lights i think it that would only make sense if there was like a big competition with the neighboring dads because dads like competitive neighboring dads are trying to one-up each other so i think if you had a little bit of a scene where it's like you know the neighboring because they don't really show the neighborhood if they yeah. had the neighboring dads kind of duking it out a little bit christmas like christmas like competition yes and just like have a montage so to speak there you go of all the different there it Christmas is. lights and then have clark just go you know full bore i think that'd be pretty funny there it is the montage my uh my cut of scene would be the whole cousin eddie side plot um just feel like it's kind of unneeded and it just interjects even more what? stress into uh clark's life and i don't know are you talking about his whole character yeah, just not. I mean, you can maybe have <laughs> no his whole way. family wow. join, but I just—he's just very <laughs> abrasive. What you know? Just he's one of the funniest ones, though. That scene where he's wearing <laughs> that that fake turtleneck underneath that super white V-neck. <laughs> I don't know. And he's just like everything he says is hilarious. Well, either him or the neighbors. I, I mentioned it earlier, so I wanted to say something else. But yeah, the whole neighbor subplot as well is just—it goes nowhere. It really the only use of yeah. it is at the end when the I guess um, squirrel attacks her, but they don't have yeah. a lot of interactions, so it's not like <laughs> it, it would have been nice to see uh, Julia um, Louise Dreyfus interact with Clark, but they don't really ever have that uh, c- confrontation. But then I'm that's adding- what I agree. I think. I think that's this. That's the whole like storyline you could cut out and add in like you put like another family there next door, who he perceives to be like the perfect family or something like that. I think it just makes a little more sense than like why are these two like two cool hip people living in just like the burb somewhere? You yeah, know? they do, should like, be living in downtown in the city or you know, something. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not How great is that scene though when the squirrel goes out the house? <laughs> And then she gets mauled by a, a freaking Rottweiler, and Clark Griswold just goes, gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. Sorry. And then my Ada scene is we, we are leading up to Christmas Day, but then never get it. Um, so this mm. actually takes place on Christmas Eve, all of these scenes. And mm. they have a lot of loose ends where it's uh, Clark talks about being Santa, sort of, to Ruby Sue and getting... Um, both of cousin Eddie's and Catherine's um, children gifts, and it would just been a little bit more heartwarming to have that kind of be the ending of it. But we never see that. Mm. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if I, John I Hughes, the writer of this, just forgot. That's a good call to wrap up that sub um, plot. But it was really annoying to me because I honestly forgot how it ended, and I was really disappointed that it just ends with him staring at the sky. Just being like, yeah, this is this is it. And um, anyway, I just thought it would have been nice on Christmas morning to kind of just show that and then just, I, I dig know, that. Leave the. It's definitely a, be- the a better wrap there. up. 
Yeah, I had uh, I had taking out the the trendy neighbors, um, as well. I mean, I like Julia Louis Dreyfus. I think she's funny, but it just seemed like it didn't really make a lot of sense why they were there in the first place. So, cutting that out, and in its place, I'm adding in. I want more uh, more office Clark, more Clark in the office, more of the. Uh, I want to see, wow. see what he's like with the coworkers. I just want to see what he's <laughs> see some more interactions with the boss. That scene where they're all uh, walking in, and he's like, "Merry Christmas, Merry," Christmas. and he's like, "Not you." And then they're like, "That's that's a great <laughs> scene. Love that." Yeah. Um, what about so just more of that? The ones with the presents. So he's like, "Put it with the others." Grease ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all exactly. All the presents are exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah, just <laughs> stuff like that. Some more like you know, late '80s office office stuff. So <laughs> sign me up for that. Oh, that's what so I got classic. for Addison. Up next, recast a role. This is where we recast a role. I'll start it off. Yeah. I'm recasting Cousin Eddie. Sorry, Randy Quaid. I like the character. Like uh, like Rudy and I were saying, I think it's a good character. Interesting and funny. Um, but I think it'd be funnier if there was like more of like, this is the guy who was really cool in high school or whatever and was washed up. And so they like, you still have, I want someone like a little cooler playing him rather than someone who's just like totally goofy. I wanted there to be like a little like tiny factor of like, this guy's sort of cool, but he's also really goofy. So I'm putting in his place, we're going kind of, kind of a little (laughs) bit like that. Um, We're going with uh, Sam Elliott. Okay. He's handsome. He's got the mustache. You sort of respect him a little bit. So it looks like a cowboy. He couldn't be. He's like too slow though. Like he's not. He doesn't have the energy that. <laughs> he doesn't he, have I think, the energy. <laughs> I think he could do it. Well, I think he could do it. It'd be sort of like a sub- subversive. It'd be sort of not what you'd be expecting. And I just think it would be an interesting. Uh, I want to see Sam Elliott play that character. Just be a little goofier. I feel like he's not not really, really any goofy movies. I think he could do it. I believe in him. All right. I don't know. It's tough with these. It's tough with these '80s movies. '80s movies picking actors, you know. Yeah, but I th- well, that's why I didn't do that. I, I, I think it'd be interesting. My recast. Interesting and subversive. All right. Well, what do you have then, Rudy? <laughs> You're so wise, so wise and all knowing. I'm not so wise. I didn't. I didn't bother trying to pick someone that would have fit the age and like time. So I just picked like, if I were to pick an actor today, <laughs> the way I didn't tell you guys I was going to do this. But wow. The way I handled the way I handled recast role was. Let me pick an actor today that could fit Clark Griswold, <laughs> okay? And the person I went with was Brian Cranston. I think he would be really great at being the family man, but uh-huh. then also having these huge explosions. <laughs> and he's really funny. And having these huge, huge explosions and mental breakdowns that where he just loses it. What was that movie and, uh, he was in with James Franco? Oh, yeah. Like, it was like three years he, ago. Like, he was the dad. James Franco was like a oh yeah rock star. He pretty much he pretty much plays the same exact character. Um, yes, I never saw that. Why movie. him? Is that it? What's called? Why him? Yeah, that sounds right. Yes, why him? Why? Ned Fleming. Yeah, why him? Yeah, he pretty much plays the same exact like suburban you know goofy dad. Yeah, thing. Um, so I can see it. Yeah, I think that think that works. Elon Musk's in that movie. What the heck? Yeah, because check that out. James Franco is like this like tech tech guru guy. And that's how he's like, like the so founder of DoorDash or something. Yeah, pretty much. Sean, what do you got? 
So my recast is I kind of didn't enjoy that they recast the children. Um, I know it was filmed four or five years later, six years later. Um, oh yeah. But I enjoyed Anthony Michael Hall in the original um, Summer Vacation movie, and he's kind of has a a young look where he could probably still play. Or they could even have him like home for Christmas from college or something. But I thought he had a really good comedic timing with Clark. And I think the other son did a great job, but he's just too young, I think, for the role. Where you're sort of like, this movie came out after Summer Vacation and Rusty is younger now. <laughs> he's aging backwards. <laughs> he was in the first one. So, um, anyway, I thought, why, why not just have Anthony Michael Hall come back? Because you could tell they were trying to do some of those quips with Rusty and, and Clark that they did in the summer vacation, but I just felt like they didn't hit the same yeah. way. I haven't I haven't seen uh, what's it called summer vacation, so I don't I don't know okay. to compare. But I thought actually thought the kid was good. He's in, also in the Breakfast Club. I thought he was good in this. The little Rusty. Yeah, you know who Rusty. I think I think I would do if I was doing a doing a modern day modern day re, uh, remake of this I think I'd, I'd do a Vince Vaughn maybe as a dad yes oh, yeah. yes 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 you cast, casting a remake yep got any miscellaneous Love questions it. how how did the Christmas tree light on fire when that uncle lit a cigar because the dog snot drank all the water from the tree and it got super dry. <laughs> but it wasn't that, that dry. Sense. Well, that's I know, you know. That's the gag. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was just looking at everything so practically. Like I I picked out that that um scene that that Elijah picked out where it was sort of how how did they excavate this tree with their bare hands? Yeah. <laughs> yeah carry no it way. the whole way. I got a question for you, boys. Did this put you so. in the uh, Christmas spirit at all? No, I yeah. felt like it was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did. The whole thing's about Christmas. It's got Christmas vibes. It's not as like the most Christmassy movie ever. I think next next uh, week on next week's episode, we're gonna have to do our top five Christmas movies ranking. But um, mm. before we get to that. Uh, I don't know that this like would be on that ranking for me, but it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. I don't hate it. Word it got me appreciate vaguely, vague, vaguely in the Christmas spirit. I mean, the scenes where like they open up the the um, advent calendar, like that's classic. That I did like that. What's scene. up with the uh, the opening credits? Why? <laughs> what's going on with yeah. this cartoon thing? <laughs> oh, it's great! It's fantastic. Cartoon Santa. It's like a cartoon Santa. But why? <laughs> Why not? I guess that's I guess that's valid. I just feel like it doesn't really make any <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really. <laughs> One scene that was jarring was them lying in bed reading magazines. Like who's lying in their bed reading a magazine nowadays? Now this it's was just, 89, bro. Yeah, they they just look at, they looking have, at the they phones. Didn't have phones. Yeah. A lot of sap. A lot of sap. Really weird. <laughs> Killer sunglasses for the neighbors. Both Julia Louis Dreyfus <laughs> and her boyfriend, great sunglasses. So shouts to them. What you think about those those running suits that they were wearing? Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's where we get in. That's where we get into a new segment I'm introducing, which is called Dork of the Week. 
Dork of the week. Dork of the week this <laughs> week goes it. to Julia Louis-Dreyfus's boyfriend. That guy, just a mega dork. Mega dork. He doesn't, oh, yeah. he doesn't, uh, he takes no initiative yeah. in the situation. He just stands around. He lets, uh, lets Chevy Chase or Clark just, you know, insult his character and his wife's character. He doesn't do anything about it. He's a coward. He wears those, those stupid track, track suits to go running. Um, he, he, uh, he trips falling down the stairs for some reason in the dark when even then when it's not that dark out. So. <laughs> dork of the week. Julia Louis Dreyfus' boyfriend. I don't I don't know what that guy's name is. Do you guys want to pick out a dork of the week? For this for this movie? For this movie. It's gotta be the it's gotta be the movie we're discussing that week. I think Cousin Eddie. No, Cousin Eddie's <laughs> a dork. Dork of the week. He's just a loser. Um I think uh maybe the the boss. Hmm. Who's, uh, who thinks that it's a good idea to like cut everybody's bonuses without telling them, just to save a penny? Like, yeah, I loved how his wife was like not on on brand with that move. She's like, w- "Did you yeah. end up doing that? We talked about this." <laughs> yeah, with that coat that she's wearing, there's no way she would have disagreed. She would have been like, "Oh, I could buy another purse. Yeah, do that. <laughs> I don't care." <laughs> no, she's she's pro worker. <laughs> Also, like little people like you. How does this town have such a sophisticated SWAT team? <laughs> well, they're not that sophisticated. When <laughs> I, th- I think think it's for the joke, for the joke, the joke, Sean. Just a miscellaneous God, question. It's almost, it's almost like you didn't even know it was a joke. Doesn't your doesn't your town down there have SWAT teams just cruising around, ready to respond at a moment's notice? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen them. It's very common. Very common. Weird. All right. Christmas vacation, top 20. It's top 20 for Rudy. Sean? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it's probably, probably not good, Probably not going to be one for me either. Listen, go back to being five years old and then watch this movie every year for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's for really 20 years. No. <laughs> for 20 years. Oh, I, meant, I forgot to mention, I wanted to mention that like when I watched this movie when I was really young, my parents would fast forward... They would fast forward several scenes. They'd fast forward. Um, they would definitely fast forward to see where he explodes after opening the Jelly of the Month Club. Uh, that scene where he's like goes to his first mental breakdown. They'd fast forward a couple, oh, right, like, a couple yeah. other key points. So watching it like as an adult, it was like pretty eye opening to see like, oh, this <laughs> something's getting tied that's, together. A little that's bit better. what happens in this scene. <laughs> the mall scene. The swimming yep. pool scene. A little unnecessary, if you ask me, but... Uh, a, little a little unnecessary. All right. All righty. So we got one top 22... One, one in the top 22 out of the top 20. Thank you, boys, for Merry Christmas, y'all. That wraps it up on Christmas Vacation. Next week on the podcast, we will be discussing... Another Christmas classic, the uh, the uh, the other head of this double-headed monster of two Christmas episodes we're doing here, the Christmas season for Loose Concept coming to an end with "It's a Wonderful Life." It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Every time a bell rings, an <laughs> angel gets its wings. <laughs> Is that that movie's playing in this Christmas vacation? Yeah, it is. Correct? It mm-hmm. is. So that's that sort of ties together perfectly. Should be one of your favorites, we, Rudy. We call that connections. 
connections. Sequencing. So we'll be back. Um, buy a t-shirt, bonfire.com slash loose concept two. We have comfort color shirts. We have sweatshirts. We have long sleeves, um, short sleeves. Um, it's all there. Check that out. Bonfire.com slash loose concept two. The number two. It's a um, perfect gift for any loved one you have. Perfect gift mm-hmm. for any loved one you have. If you're looking for a present, present to come to your to arrive uh, after Christmas, this is the one, <laughs> one to get. Because it's, it's also a perfect <laughs> white elephant gift too. No, white elephant gifts are for 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 jokes, and we're not a joke. Oh, Yankee Podcast. swap. Yes. Yankee swap. This, oh, there you go. Yankee swap. Yeah, it's perfect for that. All the things. If you if you want to be featured on the Pony Express, you too can write an email to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. We will 100% read it on air. That's the loose concept guarantee. Um, <laughs> other than that, follow us on Instagram at looseconceptpod. Um, yeah. And uh, if you don't listen to the next episode before Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. And a happy, happy new year. But remember, love you guys. In 2021, to always keep it loose. Keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. I lost my hand! I lost my bride! Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in the track. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. I am not a hero. I'm a drifter with nothing to lose. My face. It's over. Go home. Go.